Do you have a toddler who's not talking yet and you're worried they're a late bloomer? Today we're going to share some things that helped our little ones find their voices. So grab your drinks, pop in those earphones, especially if you have little ears around, and let's dive right into episode 53. Oh my god, it's going to get deep, guys. A shit show, a pure <laughs> shit show. It literally takes a village. I don't know if it was dirty or clean. Oh my god. Mom, 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 mom. Yes, because I'm shining. Woo, that was good, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Were any of your kids late talkers? I, well, Levi's going to be two next week, and I feel like he's late, but he's not. I'm comparing him to Landon, though, and Landon was like, I think a lot of parents do. Yeah, so I don't know if he is late, but I think he is. Did you think Landon was early, or you think he was on time? Landon was, he was on time with, like, his milestones. You know how they have the little, the baby milestones, according to, like, the doctor or whatever. Uh Landon was on schedule and when i compare levi to landon levi's a little bit behind but he's more advanced than landon in other areas so i don't know (laughs) so you're comparing him to landon or you're comparing him to the milestone chart too from the doctor both and he's still not up to the he's not up to par but it's not like it's bad where i should worry like the doctor was saying he should know 50 or more words by now. And clearly he does not know 50 words. Have you counted? <laughs> well, because sometimes, like, sometimes you think that they're not saying much, but then when you stop and, like, count, you're like, oh, crap, he actually does say Well, like, what the doctor stuff. had said was, even if he's saying or making a sound and he's referring... So, like, for the train, he doesn't say train, but he always says choo-choo or, yeah, and they say that counts. Yeah. Or um, instead of police car, he always says wee-wee-wee kind of thing. Yeah, like, uh-huh. making noises Sounds. count as words. Yeah, but okay. to me, I'm like, mm, Landon was saying words. <laughs> yeah, but if they could still identify yeah. uh, what they're trying to say, they say count yeah. that as well. Um, so my first one, he was up to the little standards of the milestones. But my last two, they were late talkers. And um, they had already turned two and they weren't saying very many words. Mm-hmm. And my middle one, he would grunt a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> what is up with these grunts, you know? And it was funny because he would sing and he was all into music, but he wouldn't sing words. It was like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, no, he no, would just no, make no, noises. No, just... Um, and then his uh, daycare lady would tell me, don't worry. Like, when he talks, he's just going to be talking. Like, some kids start off early but they say like little words at a time and then the ones that um take a while to start talking they come out with full sentences and you're like what the heck and that's it actually worked like that with Mm -hmm. both of them like one day he just started talking and it was like full-on sentences and conversations and i was tripping out on (laughs) it um my last one though she was later than him and so i kind of got concerned because at that time i want to say she was already um over two and she wasn't i don't think she was meeting the 50 word requirement Mm -hmm. but i hadn't counted until i started speech therapy with her and we took her there and and then we'll go into like exactly what they had me do with her too and we'll talk about that later but go ahead what about you did you have any late talkers 
So mine is really They weird. came out the womb <laughs> talking. So I, honestly, it's crazy because I honestly feel like that. And I feel like I remember like, why is this child talking so much? Like this early, like uh-uh. would come out like Devin would like blow everybody's mind. That's my oldest. He would like he was saying like full on sentences, like mm. so little. And it would shock people like what? We would go places and they would be like, he looks so little and he's like holding a conversation. Yeah. Um. So it kind of like. I think it kind of went into each child and I feel like because um, which I was really shocked with Devin because he was the only child. So like for Peyton, he he watched Devin and he kind of picked up on it. And the same with Harley had Peyton and Devin. So hers came um, extra early. But no, they they and I don't feel like I did anything extra special to make them like, you know, I wasn't like, okay, sit down. We're going to like I didn't do any of that. stuff. But did you did you talk to them like? Um, like you would talk to an adult or did you have baby talk with them? No, I did talk to them. Like I very rarely did baby talk. I would do baby talk. I feel Mm -hmm. like every mom does baby talk, but I would talk to them like a little adult all the time too. So maybe that is, and we would read and um, do TV. I know a lot of parents are anti-TV, but we would watch like TV educational shows and stuff like that. So I feel like that all played a factor in just in talking to them. I would Mm -hmm. talk to them like a, a regular person versus a child. And then I guess it showed. At what? I know you said you started speech therapy with um, Ray. At what age did you start to notice that she was needed? Speech yeah. Therapy. So she has cousins that are around her age, but they're all like six months or older than her. Um, and they were already talking. And so I was like, okay, but she's six months younger. So I kind of gave her like a little break. But once she turned two and she still wasn't hitting those milestones mm-hmm. from the doctor. And then I want to say like two and a half. And I was like, OK, I have to, you know, check it out. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the doctor to refer us to a speech therapist, which is all covered under the insurance. Yeah. So that worked out. I, I didn't know. I thought I was going to have to come out of pocket and all this because you don't really realize until you need those extra services that a yeah. lot of them are covered under your health insurance. So we had a referral and then I took her in and um, and then they had me count how many words she was saying. So I would literally write down every single word. And then I was like, oh, she actually does say a good amount. Mm-hmm. It was like 40 words. Didn't it, it didn't meet the 50 word requirement, but it, it, was it was still a lot more than I had realized because mm-hmm. sometimes there it's the same thing like milk or cereal, like yeah. those kind of things that they're not putting. She wasn't putting sentences together. Um, so that's why a, another flag that I had, you know, saw was like, okay, they're supposed to be putting two to three word sentences together. Yeah. And she wasn't doing that. Um, so they had me, um, yeah, like just keep track of it at first. Mm-hmm. Would so did, would you or do you feel like your son is old enough for you to want to put him in any kind of spirit therapy or is that no, something that because you're because even though I'm comparing so him to Lennon, like yeah, he'll be two next week, this week, and um, like he can put two word sentences together, which mm-hmm. is like one of the requirements or one of the recommendations for his age. So it's not like I'm too worried about it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Lannon was probably speaking more because he was the only child and I stayed home. So I was talking to him more. But when I think back on like when Lannon was that age and I compared him to his cousins that are all the same age, 
Like, I had a niece who was saying uncle, clearly, and Landon was still barely doing sign language, like, not speaking. Didn't you say you had a niece who was, like, saying how old she was and she was one? Yeah. Or something? Like, like they would ask can, her, how old is she? Yeah, and she's she like, can one. talk. And he was, like, not, he was making noises and doing sign language. Uh-huh. And I remember being worried for him, but... That's right. Yeah. We started with sign language too with the kids doing like mm-hmm. more yeah. and E. And, and so all that. I was asking the doctor, like, is it hindering him using sign language because now he's relying to communicate with Different. his hands versus verbally? And they said, no, it's actually like making their brain work more and like he'll, he'll talk. Like, it's not something to worry about. Like, if he wasn't communicating at all all, like Mm -hmm. not using sign or talking then you should be worried so do you guys feel like tv or tablets hinder them or help them learning i think that's a personal preference to each parent because (laughs) like i said i know some people who are anti-tv and tablet um, and then I know some people and their kids are fine. And then I know some people who are pro and their kids are fine. Me personally, mm-hmm. um, I, I do both, but I limit their time. I don't just let them be on it continuously all day, but I feel like it has a lot of benefits to it because there's like songs and, mm-hmm. um, my youngest is all into music. Like anything that's a song, whether it be the ABC song or any song, if it's in a song, she loves it. Um, so we go on there and get things like that. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I definitely use it for my benefit. And I think there's some benefits that can come out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, but I'm not knocking anyone who else who doesn't do that either. Mm -hmm. Just your preference. I remember prior to having Lennon or when I was pregnant saying like, he's not going to be on the tablet or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I think he got to an age where he was able to use it like on his own and he was watching. And I think it, helped him more because when they do things that are song related or in a song they memorize it better Mm -hmm. and then things that are interactive their brain make helps them like remember things like and i remember like randomly so random he said that he's saying the abcs to me and i was like what i was Mm -hmm. so amazed because i didn't think he knew it at all or he just knew abc but he did the whole thing and my husband was like, he's singing it the way that they had it on the... Because I th- remember he would watch one that was like an Australian one. And they say Z for Z. And he mm-hmm. said it like that. And he's like, he's that saying that. <laughs> yeah, so I I think it helps just depending on what they're watching. Like if mm-hmm. it's repetitive, interactive, yeah. like and singing, it's I think it helps. Because yeah. that's what you would do at a school. Like they're singing to you. Yeah. They're you know, mm-hmm. it's interactive. So you guys are like pro educational programs or like sing along songs. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. I am for T V. Um are you anti? Yeah. No, 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 I'm not. I used to put on that ba- Baby Can Read. Mm-hmm. I remember putting mm-hmm. that on for my son, my first son. And then I would try it a little bit with my second one. My second one, because the of the age gap, he would, he watched less educational shows and more like Power Rangers because his brother one was, one was watching Power Rangers. He was watching different things that was age appropriate for him. And I feel like my younger one kind of skipped over all the Sesame Street and stuff. Yeah. So I consciously made an effort to now put more age appropriate things on for my 
baby mm-hmm. now um, that she's three. Um, so she watches like the educational ones, the singing songs and the shapes. And it's funny because even though she was a late talker, now that she's actually talking, she's saying her shapes and stuff. And I know it's because of like she's calling out like the shapes yeah. and things. And I'm like, you're getting it. Like, all right, girlfriend, you know, like you got this. So I definitely am pro like uh educational program or age appropriate i yeah. should say programs yeah. um yeah and i wish i would have done that with my second son and forced him to watch age appropriate ones rather than just being lazy and letting him watch what my other son was watching because i feel like he just totally skipped that whole that little stage. age group but did that you know? like hinder or change the way um, he spoke or when he started speaking no because he was a late talker any he, remember he was like a late talker but so was my youngest so and she watched educational shows so i don't i think he probably would have spoke at the same time but i feel like he maybe he didn't know his abcs and stuff as fast because he wasn't, wasn't watching, watching it, it over yeah. and over again as much you know mm-hmm. um but he went to preschool and he did fine so you know it's okay. It didn't kill him. Yeah. But I feel like it definitely helps, you know. For sure. Excuse me. Um, what did you guys do to help them? Did you do, like, any baby sign language, books, I did toys? sign language with both boys. Um, Levi still does a little bit, but he's starting to talk more now. Um, books? I did, like, sensory books with them. Like, oh, so, so that they, they can, can feel. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like... That things that they can move or just things like that not and just talking like I think they say when you just constantly talk yeah. like even mm-hmm. I remember being in the car with Landon and just driving and I would randomly just be like there's the train what does the train say like mm-hmm. as if I was speaking to myself but like when they hear constant talking they're Pick up on putting it. it together yeah mm-hmm. any special toys or mm-hmm. Just like the sensory ones, and then whatever he was watching on the his iPad that was, like he always did like Baby Shark and Coco Melon and uh-huh. Coco Melon is popular. Um, he was big on Mickey Mouse. I remember like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse uh-huh. and Levi's not, but see Levi's watching what Landon's watching, like yeah. how your kids were. Yeah, that's but how it goes. and we just got Levi a t- like a little baby tablet where it's like for babies like Uh for kids and it's like all abcs and stuff and he'll push repeat and you can hear him like he'll say abc and then he'll like hum the rest i'm like oh he's figuring it out yeah that's cool and he's impressive when i've seen him he's a smart little cookie the way he could work that thing i can't even do it like that so there's no worries there um, so for books, the speech therapist has suggested that we read repetitive books to her so that she can start speaking in sentences. And so the good books are like Brown Bear, Brown Bear. What do oh, you yeah. see? Like those, because I was reading to her, but I was reading like Cinderella stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's yeah. like, she's so little, she's not really going to understand you know, the story or anything like that. And the thing that would benefit her to actually learn how to talk is to read the ones that have stuff that she could say with you. So the ones that have like the repetitive little sayings. And so literally within a week, I tell you, within a week, I read to her every day, brown bear, brown bear. And by the end of the week, she was saying it back to me, the whole, like the whole book. And then after that, they had these little flashcards that would 
put two word sentences together. So um, it was like a flashcard of a little girl jumping, right? And so I would tell her, you know, this little, like little girl jumping or girl jump. And then she would repeat girl jump. And then I would flip to the next one. And then I would repeat those ones. And so then she would say girl jump, you know, so that was like, okay, a two word sentence. And then the next week, they would ha- have me add on another word to make it a three word sentence. So it says, okay. the girl jump or the girl jumping. You the flashcards? The flashcards, literally, they were just, um they provided like a sheet of paper that I because it was during COVID. So I just printed it out. And it was just just kids doing action, like, yeah. you know, like a little girl, like a baby crawling, you know? Yeah. And so we would say baby crawl, and then it was baby crawling, or the baby is crawling, you yeah. know? And then eventually it went to full mm-hmm. sentences. And with us being on top of it every single day for that month, she w- then she it. it took her only a month to learn how to fully put her little sentences together and now she's saying things and i'm like how did like i didn't teach you that like where did you get that word you know or that full-on sentence so it really it tripped me out because it really worked Mm -hmm. It, it helped a lot um for us um so with my oldest son i know what helped a lot i would i would put on baby Einstein religiously oh, I like I that. swore by that and he loved it and they would do different age appropriate ones they would play music they would do shapes and it was repetitive mm-hmm. over and over again um and so those I tried to do um with my second he really didn't like it so and it's funny because what you do for one child won't work with the next yeah. one so like my second one was more of like a book like he would like to see the shapes and things um on a book so each kid was different. So with my youngest, she was more of a, a toy learner. So I would do like blocks or like if the A fit with the A, she has to be like physical. So at the end of the day, each kid learns differently. So whether it be sign language, books, toys, I feel like at the end of the day, whatever fits your child that you learn that they work better with, go with it. Whether it be TV, no TV, iPad, no iPad. Speech therapy, no speech therapy. I wouldn't knock speech therapy. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to get their kids speech therapy because they don't want to admit that something is wrong or they But that they doesn't wanna... necessarily mean anything is wrong either. Yeah, it just means they may need like I wouldn't have known what books to read the kid to get them to say sentences, you know? Like cuz I've seen like four or five year olds who are clearly in need of some speech therapy. Mm-hmm. That when should you start to consider it? Like, when should you worry and need to? Well, so it was funny because after she started saying full sentences, I she has like this little you know lisp or she wasn't pronouncing it right. And then they told me that I shouldn't be concerned until she's well, at the time she was still two, so they're like, if she's three and she still can't pronounce certain, you know a lot of her words, then you can come back in and it's a different type of therapy. It's a, it's a therapy that they help them enunciate. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so there's therapy for, and they, and then when I was in there, they were, cause they were like, Oh, how is her eating and her diet and all that? And I'm like, Oh, she hates vegetables. And they're like, Oh, well we have therapy for that. They have therapy for to everything. teach kids how to really? become less sensitive to different foods and more, um, I guess open open to trying different things. I'm like, bring on all the therapies, right? So you I did feel it? like I have it. No, we, <laughs> because uh, we were gonna do it, but then uh, but we COVID hit. To it. 
I wasn't opposed to it. I feel like it's kind of scary to think, oh, my kid needs this kind of therapy. But then when you really think about it, they're getting these services to just help them get better, you know? Yeah. Um, so anything to help them out. Yeah. And I feel like it's never a disservice to help out your child getting more. Like you're never going to fail there. If you're, if, what's the worst that can happen? They're either going to get better, you know, from it. So why That's not? True. Especially if it's free under your insurance. <laughs> Go for it. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, would you let us know by screenshotting this episode and tagging us on Instagram? This would help us reach more awesome mamas like you who need to know they're not alone in the struggles of motherhood. If you want to catch up on our previous episodes, visit mamasmimosas.com where you'll get access to all of our podcast show notes, our YouTube videos, and our private Facebook group. See you there.